Welcome to The Five. Today is August 12th and here are the five things you need to know about today. McDonald's lawsuit, movie theater vaccinations, hackers stealing $600 million in cryptocurrency, postal service getting even slower, and alcoholic Mountain Dew. Joining me today on my right is Ben and I am Tyler. Here we go on the list. So first thing, McDonald's ice cream machine company has been hit with a restraining order. Lawsuits a bit overstated, but restraining order. So you like to get ice cream at McDonald's, right? And what's the problem and the reputation well, of ice cream I McDonald's? have, I mean, I would, but I've never successfully been able to order one or get one because the machine is always down. It's always broken or, or it's, yeah, or they, they have to clean it or something like that. But it's never, um, yeah, it's never available to me whenever I want a McFlurry. Yeah, so the, the, the McFlurry, so there's a company called Taylor, which is a company that makes the McFlurry machine, mm -hmm. has monopoly on the repairs of the ice cream machine before some company called Kitsch, uh, which did file a lawsuit. They said that there is a monopoly on it because Taylor says only they can fix these machines and Kitsch says, oh, Kitsch says, well, people can fix them besides Taylor. And if you only have one company that can fix a machine, then you end up with long waits for repairs, things like that. Yeah. And uh, this is this is more reaching than a lot of things because there's several companies that like to think that only people they approve can work on and service things they sell, yeah. which things like this have precedences because like Apple claims that only Apple technicians can repair a phone, which isn't really true. <laughs> uh, John Deere says that you can't have anybody but a John Deere person service it. And how do you legally enforce that? You threaten somebody with a lawsuit. And yeah. that's how it goes. But whatever happens with things like this, this is a, it's kind of a fun one because most people, even if you don't like McDonald's, you probably enjoy ice cream in some form. Yeah. Uh, would have more reaching consequences than just an ice cream machine mm -hmm. because if some court starts to say that anybody can work on something that you've bought <laughs> then you end up with with different things either they'll hold it up or they'll overturn it or some nonsense like that but yeah. i will tell ice cream at mcdonald's i never really get it you don't, yeah. you don't go to mcdonald's for ice cream do you do you no no you don't go to mcdonald's for ice cream but it is a nice added bonus to get you know on the side of like you know your burger fries stuff so you did go there for because sometimes people like mcdonald's food better than what is served the food that is served at ice cream places but yeah you know but um i don't know i think it's i'm really glad though that uh we actually kind of we're kind of finding out why the machine is always down it's because only one company wants to uh fix them all and then won't let any others get in there to fix them which will help them get up at a faster rate but uh i don't know i i feel like when somebody buys something, when you buy it, like now if it was leasing, that'd be different. Like if you, if a company wants to lease you a car and they say, mm -hmm. we only want to be, we, we want to be the ones that fix this. That makes sense because technically they're still the owner of the car. So mm -hmm. what they should say should go. But if someone is, if they sold you a machine, then it should be up to the buyer. There's no, there's no contract. Or That's a slippery slope though, because people people buy cars yeah. until they're paid off. Yeah. The bank owns them or some other third party yeah. thing. And a lot of things, especially at restaurants too, tend to get financed and rolled into yeah. stuff for a predictable monthly payment. And like, because like you own it, but like some title deed, right? Yeah. Legal ownership. It's, it is strange to think that you could buy something and 
not have a say in where it goes to be repaired or serviced. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of strange yeah, to you, think about. And you do kind of see that with homes too that are mortgaged. Like, you know, if you've got like any kind of repairs, like they, they, they make, what is it, make sure that, you know, that you're, that you have insurance mm -hmm. before you even go through the contract stage that you already have home insurance lined up and that there's an, uh, enough of amount that would cover any kind of damage to that house. You know, so, I mean, it, I, yeah. And if you buy a car, right? It's required, you're financing it to have full coverage yeah. in case you jack up your car or something Yeah, so like I, I get it, it makes sense, but like when you only have one company that's supposed to, I mean, how many McDonald's are there? There's so many. It doesn't happen here, but yeah. it's a lot. <laughs> there's a, there's lot, a lot, lot of McDonald's, of McDonald's out there. Locations. So, I mean, you're thinking there's at least, there's one ice cream machine per McDonald's at least, so. 14,000 McDonald's locations in the United States. It doesn't have international, but 14,000 in the US. Yeah, and they're always, and they're always breaking down. It so. is the reputation, yeah. Yeah, it, it is, is the reputation, like, like I, you can almost bet money that like, if you're going to go to McDonald's and you ask for a McFlurry, you can bet money that they're going to say that the machine is down and they won't, yeah. they won't be able to Sorry. turn in the like, I, I almost, can, almost <laughs> I can almost guarantee it. Now, some people are lucky. I've never been lucky, but that's usually the case when you go to McDonald's. Time will tell. Second on today's list in the prevalence of Delta variant and non-stop vaccination, please by all the smart people. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> all the smart people. Uh, movie theaters are saying that there's, there's, there's a movie theater association, kind of like a lobbying group. The National Association of Theater Owners said that theater people are, theater owners, are open to the idea of requiring proof of vaccination throughout the entire country. So if you, uh, condensing that is, if you want to go see a movie, you'd have to prove you're vaccinated prior to getting in. Okay. Uh, and I think this is the growing trend we talk about. It's like every day yeah. between all these different companies and groups and employers and everything, municipalities, there's going to be more and more required vaccinations where it's just going to be a hassle. It's going to be such a hassle to not be vaccinated. You're going to do it just to make it go away. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, you know, and they have the right to do that. If it's, yeah. their, it's their property, their business. They can set rules to whatever they want, you know, and yeah. they're not being, um, they're, you know, they're just being safe. Like, I don't think they're being malicious and singling mm -hmm. out people. They want their customers to go there and be confident that they're going to actually be safe in a, in a good environment, that they can watch a movie and not worry about... And not be worried the whole time. Yeah, getting COVID-19. So. so there's a group called the National Research Group, and they were saying that movie-going comfort levels have dropped in the recent weeks. The Delta variant reach, uh, keeps spreading around, and they're saying they, uh, the pandemic era best was 81% on mm -hmm. July 11th, and Monday it's 67%. I'm not entirely sure how, it doesn't say how they measured that, yeah. but I'm guessing they pulled people and see how comfortable they feel. Yeah. But obviously people are less comfortable going into the theater than they were before. Yeah. And like a lot of things, get the vaccine, make your life and everyone's life around you easier. Yeah, which makes sense because you got movies like, you know, like the Suicide Squad was expected to draw big numbers just because Black Widow and Fast and the, you know, F9 did so well in theaters. They thought Suicide Squad was going to blow everybody out of the water. But if you look back at it, though, those were two different times. That was when, uh, you know, everybody felt safe to go out again. You know, there was, mm -hmm. you know yeah. the Delta variant was starting to, you know, people were starting to talk about it, but it wasn't as big of an issue it is now. So people were more comfortable to go to the movies in. The comfort level was high. 
Now the comfort level is lower, so that's why you have a movie like The Suicide Squad, which was expected to do very big in the box office, actually did poorly. And I mean, you can also blame HBO Max for that too, but I do think the bigger part of the blame goes to just people not being comfortable going to a public place when you have the Delta variant mm -hmm. being a threat. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of strange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why people are so unwilling to get vaccines. Yeah. But nonetheless, get it. It'll make your life easier. It'll save, it'll help save you and those around you. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of, well, it's not really speaking of at all. Uh, business owners, money, right? When it involves money. So do you have any cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, etc.? I, I do not. I feel like I still don't understand it enough to get into it. Like just to say, hey, I'm going to buy some crypto today. Yeah. You know, but maybe one day. Maybe. maybe one day. It's just it's gonna trend that way. Yeah. Uh, like the blockchain in general. But not getting too detailed here, but there's these different platforms like picture like your E-Trade, your TD Ameritrade, things like that, mm -hmm. where you pretty much can buy and sell these cryptocurrencies. Uh, one of them, uh, decentralized finance, DeFi, D E F I. Is a is a, one of the platforms, and I guess someone hacked into there and stole six hundred million dollars worth of cryptocurrency from people, and has since given back two hundred and fifty six million dollars of it. Hmm. And people are wondering why there's there was a like a, the hackers on some Q and A thing even talked about it a little bit anonymously, I'm sure, but they said quote for fun was one of the reasons that they stole it. It was just to, yeah. for fun to steal something and give it back. Well, isn't that still one of the knocks on cryptocurrency that it's not backed by any actual federal or anything? Like it's not protected by banks, hardly protected at all. So if you have a hacker group that knows how to steal that, there's very little that anybody can do about it. It's, yeah. it's very vulnerable m money that you could say at this point, I'm sure through time, it's going to get a lot more secure and stuff. But I wonder if that's what this group was just, they were, they did it for fun, yes. But I wonder if they're also, we're trying to make a point that like, yes, okay, crypto is great, stuff like that, but this could happen to anybody. And guess what? If it happens to you, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, and I guess the, it's one of those things <laughs> where the, the government tends to be up about six steps behind what's actually happening yeah. in, in real life. So I guess the government's going to have to deal with this eventually yeah. on how to secure stuff. But in the same way, yeah. uh, lots of scamming and fraud yeah. stuff happens on a regular basis That's with credit true. cards, debit cards, checking accounts, bank mm -hmm. accounts, trying to steal somebody's identity to do all that stuff. And so like with yeah. a, a lot of these cryptocurrency, it's on it's on the blockchain, so like a, a decentralized public ledger of who owns what essentially, yeah. mm -hmm. which is decentralized a little bit harder to get attacked. It's not tied to a particular country. And that's where I think countries, because the, the one thing that, if you look at the leverage that most mm -hmm. countries have over their people, it's we try to have some value to the currency. It's yeah. like, <laughs> you, you're, like this dollar might be worth a little bit more or less of purchasing power tomorrow with inflation or deflation, but it's not gonna be, sorry, we like change currencies, that money's not good anymore. Yeah. It's not gonna be that. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. when they have that. So, but when these, as these decentralized things that you could, cause you can do Bitcoin from any place in the world, when you have something that people can buy and sell things with that is not tied 
to any particular government, yeah. that's a, a leverage point they really don't want to lose. <laughs> and of course, just like anything else, this is always comical to me because whenever, as the government views it, whenever a bad person can use something for bad things, that's the thing you need to make legal. Yeah. Of course, you can make the argument for cash because drug dealers use that all the time. Yeah. And cash is all the time in lots of bad things. Yeah. But of course, you can use Bitcoin too, so I'm sure they'll stick the nose in there once they figure it out. Right. But if you get a bunch of 80 year old white dudes in a room and try to explain Bitcoin, <laughs> it's just going to be a yeah, and that's gonna old be a waste too. of time. Guys of my age, <laughs> like me, I, I have a hard time understanding it though. But do you, do you think that, I mean, the real problem here is obviously, when you said it, it's like it's the hacking, it's the hackers mm -hmm. that are the problem here. Do you think that we need to start thinking about stiffer, stiffer penalties for people that hack? Because you know you hear about like like MMA fighters that who are MMA trained who go out and get into a bar fight and stuff like that. They are actually held at a more higher account. Almost uh, trained killers. Yeah, they're they're yeah. treated as like trained killers, so they're tried a little differently, and they're they're actually taken as a, like a real threat because it's so easy to them that they can just go out and just conflict more harm because it is so much easier to them. Well, for hackers, it's easy for them. It's, it's so easy. easy. The problem is internationally stuff. Yeah. A lot of them are like from North Korea or yeah. Russia. Mm -hmm. So like extradition and countries cooperating for yeah. laws and stuff, but like North Korea is not really known for cooperating with our country. So say they have a bunch of hackers <laughs> that steal like five hundred million in cryptocurrency. Yeah. There's not really much an individual it's, or the government no. can do about that right now because while that's yeah. a lot of money, like we got other problems like nuclear weapons dealing with places like North Korea yeah. or, or Russia. That, There's big, big picture stuff. That is a good point. I mean, hackers are hard to find anyways because A, they're so good at what they're doing. They cover their tracks and you have no idea where they're even coming from. So, and then there's so many smarter people out there, you know, smarter people than me that are actually trying to find these people and can't do it. So can you even imagine what stiffer penalties would, would look like or what they would do, but like if they got to find a way to discourage it, you know, or make people actually protect their own assets a little bit better, do, do something Well, I think people in the government have, they have a really hard yeah. time and law enforcement protecting this stuff. Cause I remember it dates me a little bit, but when there was like CDs and like copy protection and what you could rip to your computer and MP3, the whole deal like that. Yeah. And uh, then it went over to like DVDs and copy protection or if those you can watch them on, mm -hmm. on your computer. And so as all that was going on, it was kind of, I came to the realization that for every like programmer that some company hires, some government hires for like 50 grand a year, there's like a hundred kids in their parents' basements trying to break it. So it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a hard battle to fight. I say you can't fight it, but it's a hard battle to fight. Yeah, it really is. And it's, it's growing. It's, it's really, you cut off one head, another one grows. It's, 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 it, yeah, it's, it's really hard. It's a definitely a difficult challenge, but you you just know that that is actually the root of the problem. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and that's what's kind of so frustrating about it. It's like, if you could just do something that can stop these hackers or stop making it so easy for them or stiffen up the, the penalties so they're, you know, so they're discouraged from trying to do it, mm -hmm. you know, I think that be something we could look at. But obviously, that's easier said than done. It's actually pretty hard to crack this up because yeah. I, I have some crypto and it's, know a little bit about it because they like a lot of things will have these like you might have a username and a password or like yeah. email and password like a bank account a lot of the passwords for these are like 10 words 
-hmm. which from a computer standpoint is really hard to crack because of so many variations and things. So mm -hmm. imagine like, imagine you had a 10 word password, mm -hmm. it's far harder to crack than like password <laughs> or, <laughs> or your birthday or something or your dog's yeah. name. And so you have that and it's, it's built by pretty small, smart people in general. So a lot of times when these things happen, it's people that have like, there, there tends to be like a, like a data leak or someone hacks into a company to get like names of customers of a platform. Yeah. And then they'll do like reverse social engineering of trying to get information out of people, people that don't really know what they're doing <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. You see it in movies, like someone calls like, yeah, this is so-and-so with AT&T, you gotta double check your, your email address, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's, it's not yeah. just, it's, it's an old trick yeah. just in a new way. You're almost better off nowadays just assuming that everything is a scam. That's about right, yeah. Assume everything, every especially a text message. Like, yeah. If you get a text message with a link in it, just assume, just already assume that it's a scam. Yeah. Like, honestly, I know that sounds like a paranoid way of living, but that's just the reality that we're in. I think, I think people now, like our, like especially like our generation, I think our, uh, Mm -hmm. Our skepticism with things like emails, phone calls, text is pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> and I've wondered before too, like, because a lot of times the scammers take advantage of like senior citizens, yeah. which is horrible in and of itself. I wonder, like, as, as I get older, I've always wondered when that time comes, am I aware I'm easier to. <laughs> fool yeah. or do I not even know it or do you do I think I still know it so yeah. like I wonder these people that are like 75 80 years old living their best life in retirement are they aware they're easier to game or do they think they still are super sharp yeah I've wondered that before and yeah. I, I'll probably face that myself someday hopefully yeah a few years down the road uh, so speaking of losing money the US Postal Service is known for that for several reasons uh, so on this past Friday, they posted a $3 billion loss, uh, substantial, that order, so uh, $3 billion over the course of three months, about a billion dollars a month. <laughs> so a decent amount of money being lost. Okay. Uh, so, and to try to stop the hemorrhaging of money, they are, let's see, the Postmaster General Louis DeJoy is extending some things instead of one to three day service for first class mail a lot of stuff's gonna go to like a five day for first class mail mm. and that'll affect about 40 percent of the first class mail because you don't know what that is it could be a small packages things like envelopes uh bills statements things like that would fall into the bulk of that for the most part uh they say part of this is going slower to save money they say sending stuff on planes of course costs more money because they have to do that a lot of times and there's unknowns of delays, network congestion, air traffic control, ground stops, mm -hmm. pretty much sending more stuff by truck and less stuff by the air, yeah. which would lower their costs and slower delivery. Uh, yet the mail is a strange thing because it's not really, it's not like a government thing because no one says like, oh, like the army loses $10 billion a year, no. but the mail, you do lose $10 billion a year because it's not like part of the government yeah. is its own thing because they actually collect money yeah. and they try to balance their expenses. The one thing which needs a change at the mail was try to say solvent. So they have this thing, which I've heard about before, they have to pre-fund retiree health benefits for 75 years. And they're also controlled by the Constitution on how much they can actually raise prices because it can only go up with no greater than inflation. So even though lots of costs besides inflation have gone up, uh, healthcare, 
pensions, mm -hmm. all these things, cost of gas, all these things that have gone up, they can't raise prices to to match. So, yeah. there, so there's that. Yeah. And this 75 year retiree pension thing is nuts that other companies don't have to deal with. So like if you hire somebody, like to hire somebody, you have to have enough money set aside to fund 75 years of retirement for that person, essentially. Mm. And you think, how many people retire with a pension for 75 years? Not that many people. <laughs> no. If you retire, say, 65 years old, you're probably not going to live to 130, 140. No. Probably not. No. So maybe 30 years. So, yeah, so they're tied to that. I think, so, I think that's, that's obviously overkill. Yeah. So that's, uh, let's see, they lost $90 billion since 2007. So there's a 2006 legislation mandating that it pre-fund more than $120 billion in healthcare and pension liabilities, which is why their labor union says that it's impossible to turn a profit in that business because of that, which is kind of true. Yeah. How do you, I can't imagine trying to navigate a business with that type of constraint. Yeah, those constraints, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know how anybody could do it. There's obviously, there's reasons why other businesses have not gone to that model because it's not a good one. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a work. They, I guess, whoever came up with that was definitely a worker. It was thinking about worker yeah. benefits. Was thinking probably about, some lobbyist pushing for some labor. Yeah, or something like that. worker benefits, which is great. Worker benefits, awesome. But if it's actually, um, if it's, if it's causing them to work more hours, or if it's causing them to have work on a skeleton crew, or it's causing them, you know, the, the mail service is losing money, where people might get laid off. Maybe it's time to rethink some of those constraints. Yeah. You know, maybe the maybe those constraints that were actually meant to do good, maybe that they used to at one point in time, maybe not anymore. Maybe it's time to rethink some of those things. And just like any other businesses, businesses evolve. What used to work doesn't always work anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. You see McDonald's, they always have to change things. They used to have play pen, or play areas for kids. They got rid of those, you know, because mm -hmm. they used to be a hot trend. Not anymore. Like it's just so many things. I mean, I'm, that's not the best example, but no, it's the, true. Though. The point yeah. is, companies evolve. You can't keep doing the same thing you've always done. Yeah, and a lot of things. What really hurt them was things like junk mail mm -hmm. and statements, because most people love to get. They want to get that e statement, maybe PDF email to them. Yes. They, they want to avoid that thing in the mail. That's just going to be something they got to deal with. Yeah. They much rather get an email, and I think. All those when you're going to every house because they do deliver pretty much to every place every day, yeah. which is quite a task. Yeah. And if you're going, if you're forced to go to every house, sure would be nice to be able to rack up a few stops <laughs> of those bills along the way. And yeah. as the world has shifted towards more and more paperless stuff, they have to go more with uh, making money off things like packages, which tends to go up with mm -hmm. Amazon and lots of e-commerce places, but then you're competing di directly with UPS and FedEx, mm -hmm. which don't really have a competitive rate at all on envelopes, but do have competitive rates on packages. <laughs> so yeah. it's pretty much taken away where there's easy money and forcing them to compete more, where at least like UPS and FedEx, like them or hate them, they can compete fairly because they will adjust prices based on what things cost, or so they yeah. say they cost. Yeah. So they don't, they're not forced, they're not forced hemorrhage money because they're not yeah. allowed to raise prices. Right. And and I do think that a lot more companies need to figure out ways to go paperless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Figure out how they can go pay how they can stop sending so much mail. Like you don't need mail for reminder. You don't need to send mail that a simple text or an email can do. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot 
and then the coupons, like you, sometimes you wonder like how much coupons end up in the trash versus how many, how much of them is used. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's kind of sad. You know, it's just, just a waste of paper, and yeah, it, I don't know. But yeah, we need to figure out how to <laughs> how to lower the junk mail. Obviously, that's because that's that's one of the most annoying things about checking the mail is yeah. you know ninety percent of it is going to be actual is going to be junk. And only a little bit of it every now and then is going to be actually something that's important. I always look forward to no mail days because that means no bill days. Yeah. Like no no mail, that means no bills. Yeah. That's about all they could send in the mail. Like bills and junk mail is about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So try to go try to go paperless. And last but not least, the fifth thing for today, Mountain Dew is one of my favorite sodas. You like Mountain Dew? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So PepsiCo, which owns Mountain Dew, is saying that they are planning on launching a alcoholic version of Mountain Dew called Hard Mountain Dew. Go figure, huh? <laughs> uh, because the hard seltzer market has slowed and cooled a little bit because that was going crazy for a while. That slowed yeah. a little bit. I guess Coke did a similar one, mm -hmm. and I'd be, I'd give, I would give Hard Mountain Dew a try. Yeah, I'll give it a try. I'm kind of curious though, or kind of concerned about the sugar content in a alcoholic drink because as we all know, like if you, anything that has a lot of sugar in it becomes easier to drink, therefore mm -hmm. it's easier to overdo or over drink and, you know, and then you, you run risk of alcohol poisoning. You, you already heard about the stories in the news about these sugary alcoholic drinks that, you know, young people tend to get or yeah. whatever and mm -hmm. they think they're invincible. They have no idea about alcohol, blood, how much your body can actually handle, mm -hmm. and they and they die. Yeah. You know, sometimes, That's a good point. sometimes I feel like um, uh, alcohol, yes, it can taste good, but I think it's you run into the dangers of it tasting too good because you just end up drinking it too much. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't know. I haven't even had it yet. <laughs> I, need to, I need to taste test it. Maybe they will figure out a way. Because if it tastes like an actual Mountain Dew, I'll be worried. But if they figure it out how, if they can figure out how to lower the sugar content and actually make it still taste like an alcoholic beverage, then I'm for it. Yeah. Words of wisdom by Ben Brown. Yeah. So recapping in today's the five McDonald's lawsuit stuff regarding the ice cream machines that are continuously broken, mm -hmm. movie theater vaccinations by the owners, uh, hackers taking six hundred million dollars of crypto and giving most of it back already. Postal Service hemorrhaging money and slowing some deliveries, and alcohol Mountain Dew, known as Hard Mountain Dew, which I would give a shot. At least I'm an adult yeah. and understand some consequences of drinking. Hopefully not too many like 17-year-olds think it's gonna be just like Mountain Dew. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stay safe out there. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a great day. Later. That's probably part of it too, right?